Welcome, welcome to the latest and greatest episode of Keeping It Orange and Blue. I'm Ryan Evan. That's Kevin Ducey. And joined for a special Friends Thanksgiving episode. Straight off Bourbon Street of NOLA. I think the alcohol... I think the alcohol has just left the system of Matt McCumber. Welcome. Yeah, I need it at least a day. Trust me. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you guys. Well, um, Matt, at least you had a nice, sober place to spend your weekend. Yeah, very, <laughs> very sober. Yeah, right. Sobering. Sorry, sobering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> place. I forgot that. It's more important. Um, Kev, other than uh, Saturday's debacle in Iowa City, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good, man. I've actually uh, had a chance to to go do some uh, some stuff for my church over the weekend, uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Illinois basketball obviously took care of business, went two and zero this weekend. Even though you might not call that first half against Falpo a win, uh, and the Bears did what they're supposed to do, which is lose, so we can get a better draft pick, even if it was disgusting in the way that they lost. But I am home. I am in the friendly confines of the two one seven for the rest of this week, and we'll be at the Illinois basketball game on Friday night and the football game on Saturday with my man, Mr. Ryan Evan. So we will be kicking it there, uh, hopefully in a bowl game. So Yeah. Yep, and, yep. and Tommy DeVito helped out the Bears with that draft pick too. Hey, right oh, here. my <laughs> goodness. Touchdown. Tommy got busy. But Commander's 0-2 against the Giants. <laughs> my goodness, man. Uh, Tommy looks to be fitting in really nicely there. I think – they're loving that Jersey vibe. He got sacked eight times and still had a day. I think nine. Yeah, nine. Oh, <laughs> nine. Oh my. Yeah, so uh, what's crazy is uh, that stat. I don't know if you guys saw it on uh, X. Um, since December of 2019, Yes. No, the Giants haven't had a quarterback throw three touchdowns, including Daniel Jones, in the last four years. Tommy DeVito, in his second real start, got three touchdowns. I mean, come on now. You know, it's like already or something like that. I mean, yeah, he's he's got six. Yeah, let's see, six touching pass down, uh, six touchdowns passing and one rushing. He scored a touchdown in every game he's played for the Giants. Yeah, I mean that's while that may not be some sexy feat, that's not easy to do either. Not with his offensive line, and (laughs) two, he just saved. I think he bought himself another two years in the league. Yeah. Oh, without question. Without yeah. question, he's got an opportunity. Like he's proven he can be a capable backup in this league. And exactly, and that's all you got to be. Chase yeah. Daniels made a boatload of money being a yeah. backup in the National Football League. Yep. yep. So proud of Tommy. Let's see. And what was cool in that game as well? There was one play in the third quarter where Tommy used his legs and he got like eight yards. Except there's this one guy named Quan Martin that stopped him about a yard <laughs> short of a first down. Oh, was that Quan who came up on that tackle? I saw the run. I didn't notice that was Quan. That was Quan, and he got up in Tommy's ear, and like Tommy slapped him in the head, you know, like shut up, you know, like because because he, he was probably like good going nowhere, you know, like those are boys, man. That's the, the Lion Eye Brotherhood, and just really just, cool, just cool to see so many guys from last year's team doing stuff in the league, man. You know, it, I don't think we knew that. Like last year when they lost, uh, what was it early? They they beat up Chattanooga, I think, who was decent. And you're looking, you're like. Here we go again. You know, that team is probably going to probably stumble against some good teams. I don't think anybody on this show probably knew there was six, seven NFL players on that team. Yeah. You know? I, I didn't think Tommy. I didn't think Tommy DeVito 
I, I don't know. I don't know if, if Lonnie held him back. And, and I mean, I thought he had some of the tools. I didn't know if he would make an NFL roster. And for him to come out and, and play as well as he's done, it's been pretty impressive. I, I think we felt that, you know, Sidney, Quan, and, and Spoon were, were NFL guys. And, and um, Chase you know, probably 2-4, but I think no Paucho, yeah. I think Paucho and then, uh, yeah, I think maybe five of the guys. But it's it's been cool to see uh, Tommy do his thing. Um, now, as we transition to obviously important, um, it's just one of those things, man, it was hard to believe. And, you know, Illinois went in majority of the game. What was hard, what was hard to believe about it? it like it, It's like written in stone. It's what Iowa does. They always – they find a way to get that touchdown. They found a way to do it against Minnesota, but they got called back on a on a bad fair catch call. Uh, they just did it's it against hard. Michigan State with a punt return for a touchdown. It's what they do. It's who they are. They just find a way to do it. It was hard Until to believe they because uh, – In the championship game. It was hard oh, yeah. to believe because that first down that they just refused to acknowledge really just drove me nuts because I didn't think officials can just steal something away so blatant. Like, it's like clearly he was a first down. The only, just, the only thing I have a thing about that is, you know, I said that and I was, I was on it when I saw it. I was like, dude, that's a first down. And they said he stepped out of bounds and we took a timeout there. Right. And I, there must have been not there must not have been the video to overturn it. I don't I don't get how you could say. But here's the thing. Paddock takes the sneak and it's not there. And really, Hetty rolls, rolls yep. to his left. I thought he was yeah. going to die. And, and it's not, all he's got to do is just dive once he gets yep. around the tackle for yep. a yard. And say he tried to, like, outrun the defender. Cheap and I'm sorry, man. John, this ain't. This 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 ain't high school football, man. You've been in the you've been a, this ain't the this ain't the Mac. Mac. You, yeah. you know you ain't you ain't outrunning that dude. Just dive, put your head forward, and get a, get the yard. And you know, and then Clayton Bush slips, dude. Listen, Illinois did everything it needed to do to win the game, except execute on a few couple plays. Uh, there's a book called Beat the Ref, and the whole story about Beat the Ref is when you when you are in business. You know, Matt and I we deal with this in the sales calls all the time, like. There are there are mitigating factors that are going against you that you have to overcome, and we didn't do that. We missed a field goal by a yard. Maybe we should have went for it. Maybe we should have punted. I don't know. There, uh, yeah. we missed that third one conversion. We have a short quarterback who had numerous passes batted down at the line. Just the breaks didn't go our way. But what we did see is a team put up a ton of fight. We ran the ball better than expected with virtually no running backs. I mean, we have Reggie Love, who has been who is great. Reggie Love ran his ass off, dude. He played really, really hard on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Paddock made some plays. We just we just needed to make some special plays. And I know people say drops or whatever. And Casey Washington, yeah, Casey, that would have been a really that would yeah. a really tough catch, dude. Really tough catch. And yes, he dropped it. Has he made that play before? Yes. But we are not at the place in this program and our situation to go up against the top 10 defense in the nation, and I'd argue it's probably top five, and have those little you got to make that catch to win that game. You got to have that special play to win that game. And we didn't. And it's okay. We're five and six. The goal for the season for every, all along, unless you're an idiot like me who predicted 10 and two, hmm. was to get to back to back bowl games. It's really, really stupid of me looking back at 10 and two when I'm. When you start the show off talking about six, seven guys on NFL rosters that are gone, uh, there's there's so much discontinuity in the secondary that Caleb Patterson and Solo Turner are in there making plays. We haven't seen those guys all season, so now it's it's all changed. It's get to a ball game, and it's still there. 
Yep. You got a home game on Saturday, 2.30, Big Ten Network. Senior day. Senior day. Well, yeah, you've got to come do it, man. And I'm and I'm I'm begging, I'm pleading for anybody that's listening and watching the show. Get your butt over there. Come tailgate with Ryan and I before the game and get your butt in Memorial Stadium on Saturday. Matt, I know you were on a flight and you know with margarita in hand. You've <laughs> since been able to enjoy the game a couple different avenues. Um, and I want to make it clear before I delve into anything else is that I'm not disappointed with the team. Like I think yeah. They gave they they made us proud. They played well. They could have won. I think they were the better team, to be honest with you. Um, it doesn't always work out that way, though. But um, especially being so depleted in the secondary, and basically as Brett Bielema said today, Matt, four running backs out with season-ending injuries he'd never even seen before in his 15 years. Right. So it's just so depleted and beat up. What was your take on you know what happened in Iowa City and and you know what the team's looking forward to? And they have a head for them this week. Yeah, I mean, exactly what Ryan said, too. It's exactly what Iowa does week in and week out. Um, they always find a way. They play the field position game better than anybody in the country. And, again, Illinois played well enough to win and probably should have won. Didn't have a, some things go their way, as we discussed. Um, but it's so frustrating because it's it rears its ugly head again when these games like, um, you know, the Iowa game and um, I'm trying to think of the game earlier in the season versus, oh, Wisconsin. I mean, th those are those are two wins right there that are just, you know, ready for the taking. Um, can't get it done. And it's a team trying to find a way of figuring out how to win. And um, there's a difference between – you know, losing these type of games and then at the same time finding a way to win and then propelling them to win again the next week and win again the next week. Um, winning is very hard, especially in the Big Ten in any Power Five conference. And when you got a lot of guys in and out of a lineup, like you mentioned, four running backs. I mean, luckily, Reggie Love was able to run and like Kev said, he ran his ass off. But, um, you know, I don't know who else you put back there. If, uh, you know, he he can't go. And um, it looks like Nick Fadonzo got a carrier. So, yeah, I think he uh, did get he one. Ran hard on, he ran hard on that one. He could have he yeah. rolled off and made a couple a couple more yards, I thought. But, but yeah. Um, and, I mean, that, and, and it looks like Brett Bielema today, Matt, said in the press conference that Aiden Loffrey could possibly still play. I guess he didn't have surgery yet. Okay. So, I guess it wasn't that as bad as they thought, or, or maybe they were thinking, hey, we can rest him now for the rest of the year if if we don't. But I think they see they need him, and he's probably telling the staff, like, look, I'm not 100%, but if I can go, I'd like to play, you know? Play, so yeah. I think that's probably what we're looking at. Yeah, but my whole point is Iowa has got the guys. They know how to win. Illinois is still trying to figure that out. There is an art to winning um, and winning those close games. And, you know, Illinois is trying to get over the hump with that. But, um, you know, I was proud of the fight in the team. I mean, I, I you go on the road, tough environment, um, top eight defense in the country, and they battled the entire day. Didn't didn't come out in their favor. But, um, you know, you're happy with the progress of the team. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'm really looking forward to this Saturday because there is a lot to play for uh, <laughs> in-state recruits, uh, bragging rights, Northwestern's playing. I mean, they, the new uh, interim tag has been lifted. They they've been un unbelievable from 
what they went through. Um, and so I give them a lot of credit. Um, I might not like to, but I will. Um, and so, like you said, you know, senior day, 20, 26 seniors, I want to say. 24. Um, 24. Okay. So a lot, a lot to play for, uh, bowl game especially. And that extra month of practice is a big deal too. Yep. I don't care what you say. <laughs> you know, and Kevin, um, as we transition into the Northwestern game, um, it sounds like with the 24 seniors, you know, I think 18 or maybe walking for the second time, I think. Or so crazy, right? Yeah. So there's still some guys too to make some decisions. Um, Isaiah Williams, Keith Randolph, um, I think Ezekiel Holmes. Um, you know, we know Johnny Newton's not coming back. So, you know, why would you at this point when you're a top five, top ten pick? <clears throat> but there's multiple reasons and things to celebrate, you know, and I think each I think it'd be fun for us to each talk about maybe one of the seniors departing. Um, that we're going to miss and and reasons why we appreciate them. And I think that's going to be a way we can, you know, talk about this team and celebrate them. I'm, I'm looking forward to being there. So obviously it's a battle for the hat. The Illinois won two years in a row and they're looking to make it three and, uh, and a bowl game's at stake. So it's going to be a fun game and a lot at stake for Illinois. And I think that uh, I'm going to speak on Casey Washington for me. So you're Casey son, Washington. Son of a bitch. You son of a bitch! You took mine. Oh, hey, 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 hey! I'll, I'll, I'll back off. You want? You, no, maybe, no, no, go ahead. Maybe no, you, you take. Speak, maybe you can speak better of him than me. Go for it. No, you t- you take the blonde bandit. Go ahead. Okay, I mean, come. I'm not about this. We didn't talk about it beforehand, but I know. I, I hey, that's what makes podcast live podcasting fun. Go ahead. Okay, okay, because I can talk about whichever one I want, but I'll talk about Washington. So if we remember too. He was thrust in in 2019 mm-hmm. on that Red Box Bowl season. Um, a freshman, skinny, but it was like, oh, this dude's sure-handed, you know? So I remember him coming in and having like a huge catch, a diving catch against Wisconsin in that uh, game that Illinois defeated, came, you know, beat number five Wisconsin when James McCourt kicked the game-winning field goal. You know, and you've seen him come in. I think there were a four-win team before that. So you got a guy like Casey Washington coming from Texas – this, he's looking to play in his third bowl game. He's leaving a legacy at Illinois. Yeah. You know, a dude who came in with the program winning four games and ending – already played in two, looking to cement that a third one and leave on a higher note than when he came in. You know, and I know he's bound determined for that. Think about how amazing he's been this year, you know, with big catch after big catch. You know, Toledo, Maryland, I think – uh, people won't forget Casey Washington. I know I won't. I think he's a heck of a young man. I've seen all his interviews, and I actually talked to him one time, uh, I think in the 2021 season. You know, he was they were out catching balls on the sideline, and I was standing there. Just an awesome, awesome young man. Uh, as Brett Bielema said, his parents raised him right. I will miss him. I mean, he's been a mainstay in that, in that you know, wide receiver room for four or five years now. Uh, and you don't want to take guys like this for granted. That's a reason to come to Memorial Stadium Saturday to see guys like Casey Washington and pay your, your respects to them and, and tell them that, that you're grateful for them and that you, uh, you know, you're know you thankful that they came to spend their time at Illinois. Uh, Kev, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, you know, I mean, I joked around. You took mine. I mean, Casey was, was the first guy I thought of. And uh, you, you said it all right. I mean, the way that he blocks is is one thing I think that gets, you know, underappreciated from some fans. 
I'm going to take a little bit of a different one here, and it's kind of interesting because it's not been the best season for the guy. Uh, but the fact that is he stepped up and he flat out played really well, especially in the second half on Saturday when you could have moped and hung your head and he was a team captain. I'm going to talk about Tariq Barnes. I think Tariq Barnes has just because of the way he's rebounded, right? Uh, some guys came in and he's he's kind of taken a backseat to Odaluga and Rosiak this year. And he was a guy who was supposed to be a senior leader and he didn't have the, didn't have the best of year. And what is he doing in there in that Iowa game? He's out there thumping guys. He's playing hard. He's being a great teammate when it could have been really easy just to like say mope around. Oh, screw this man. I'm done. Uh, I just really think that uh, Tariq Barnes uh, has been, you know, it just really impressed me. I don't, I don't know that I would have said that before Saturday uh, because it hasn't been the best season for him. And you really can't judge a guy's character when you're not really seeing him on the field. We're not in the locker room. We're not talking to these guys outside of the, outside of the football facilities. But uh, Tariq Barnes, man, I think the guy, the guy played his tail off on Saturday. And uh, I look forward for him to have a huge, big game on Saturday and uh, take us to a bowl game. Well said. All right, Maddie, you're up. Well, um, I think a lot to be said about, you know, a Julian Pearl on the offensive line or a Jordan Slaughter. Yeah. I, I think those guys deserve some credit there because um, not – I mean, they had to work their way up and – um, really learn the position of offensive line at the Big Ten level. And at the beginning, it wasn't maybe the prettiest, um, but they've hung in there and they've been very reliable. So I'm going to give them a lot of credit um, for that. And, you know, Pearl's a, a, a local guy. Um, so shout out Danville. But um, and then I, you know, I, it might be a little just cliche now, but um, just peace of mind. But John Paddock, too, being able to come off the bench and do what he's done in the last couple games has been pretty remarkable. I mean, the guy, um, not that he didn't have the talent or the ability to go in and, and quarterback the team, but, um, you know, when his number was called, he was ready. And um, what he has meant for the team, you can see, I mean, he's fiery out there and he's he's been a leader since the moment he he got behind center. So I give him a lot of credit. I mean, the El El Illinois has two wins because of him. Um, and, uh, you know, who, where would they be without him? Uh, you know, maybe a, a three win team. So um, I, I know it's more than one guy, but um, give him a lot of credit for hanging in there, keeping the faith and uh, being ready when his number was called. And, and don't get me wrong. We're going to, there's honorable mentions rooms in here. Let me tell you, there's no honorable mention with Isaiah Williams. And I think we could all go. Yeah. Over our, oh. we, could, we could go over our favorite Isaiah Williams moment for 20 minutes here. If the show was an hour and a half, we would, but I can tell you this, Isaiah Williams, I've looked at the numbers. He's got 14 more catches in the next closest guy. He's, only less than 100 yards behind Marvin Harrison in yards, and he's more than 260 above the next. There's no way, in my opinion, he's not going to be first-team All-Big Ten. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah. If, yeah, I was going to say, if he's not first-team first, big, first team big Ten, I mean, the fix is in, something. <laughs> yeah, he's already at 998 yards. There's only one other guy above 1,000. That's Marvin Harrison, who's at like 1090. Um, Daniel Jackson's the next closest receiver at Minnesota with 710 yards and no one has even, no one has 64 catches. I think 64 is the most. And then 76 is where Isaiah is. The man deserves to be first team, all big 10. 
that it, to me is a beautiful farewell to Illini fans. I know he can come back one more year and I know the staff's going to try, but I've been told, you know, he just wants to move on with the next phase of his life. This is his fifth year uh, at Illinois. And uh, I think he's ready to move on. And I think he has a chance to play at the next level. And you, and one thing, Kevin, and I'll let you take over from here on this, Brett Bielema, shows you just how much he loves and cares about these players. You know, he was basically in tears today talking about senior day. Yeah, absolutely. And you could, you could tell the way he, like, he starts off with uh, the recruiting day and the way he talks about the players in depth in each one of them. I do want to shout out to one of our fans, my guy, SDR. I'm going to crap on you a little bit, my man. You need to get a, you need to get yourself a Miller light. You need to get yourself huh. a beer or something and calm down real quick. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's chiming in the chat here. All right, let's talk about some things that he said. Illinois needed a veteran running back. Why? We had Reggie Love, who's a senior. We had Josh McCray, who was a junior. You had two redshirt freshmen and Jordan Anderson and Aiden Lawfrey were coming in. You had a four-star running back and Caden Fagan. I don't understand why you needed another head in the running back room. Number two, Barry Lunny has been a disappointment. Really? It's the third best offense in the Big Ten. Third best offense in the Big Ten. And how have they done that when the third best offense in the Big Ten with a brand new quarterback? By the way, their other quarterback, we already talked about it. He's starting in the NFL now. Their star running back, he's gone. So, really, Barry Lunny's been – yes, I was frustrated with him at the beginning of the year, but I think that Barry Lunny's offense has played really well. Johnny Newton's the only guy who's lived up to expectations. Really? Did you expect 80 catches and 1,000 yards from Isaiah Williams this year? Yeah. I sure as heck didn't. Did you expect Dylan Rosiak to be the player that he is all of a sudden? I sure as heck, I thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he was be this damn good. So I, I think, you know, did I expect uh, Clayton Bush slipped and fell, but he played really well. There's been a lot of guys that have stepped up and played well. Julian Pearls played great. Hunter Whitenecks come in. The offensive line is solidified. So I, I, I think there's a lot of things that we need to look at overall with this team and say, yeah, has it gone the way that we expected after an eight-win season last year? No. But the fact is we got a lot of heads in the NFL. We got a lot of leadership in the NFL. And the biggest challenge right now, and I know there's talk about Aaron Henry as a defensive coordinator, and I get that, and it hurts my soul because I love Aaron as a man. But good Lord, guys, the secondary has been so banged up. We're playing – we have so much – so many freshmen and so many new guys out there trying to find a, a guy to step up and do something here is – it's just it's just it, nuts. Mac, Mac Resetich, who is like basically a walk-on type last offer, he's starting at strong safety. You know, with a guy who is a converted wide receiver in Miles Scott. Okay, so yeah, I, I just and the injury bug has hit this. The injury bug has hit this team hard. Like people don't. Yeah, I mean, so the, think you about start this. the running back room in the defensive backfield. It's like two. Toby, Zach Toby went out Saturday. He was like their fourth string, their fourth string defensive back who has to start now. Strain's been in and out with injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taz Nicholson's been your go-to guy, um, but. You still are in their fourth, I think, fifth, and even sixth defensive backs because these guys are hurt and getting banged up and concussions and all these things. So, though, you think about them, and no matter what anybody says, Aaron Henry's going to get another season, even if Illinois, their their total points, it looks like they're 12th in the Big Ten right now, which I think that'll change after Saturday. And I see a lot of I see a lot of negativity, like Illini 1990 said, I'll put it on here, I don't care. I, I disagree with it. But it's fine if people believe that. A lot of people have said this to me, Kevin. They think that any Illinois fans that think that we won't lose Saturday is living in disbelief. Classic setup for a letdown. We've seen this before. Reality really hurts. I think they're thinking way too much about what happened in 2019 when the team had already qualified for a bowl game. Um, in yeah, let's 2020- talk about 2014. 
Let's talk about 2014. Yeah. When we went up there and took their freaking soul. Beat them 47-33. My man Riley O. 247 yards in the air, 147 yards. I'm not living in disbelief. We're going to beat their ass on Saturday. Yeah, and, and I can tell you this. If these anybody thinks this team doesn't want to play another game, they do. I think they I don't think anybody on that team, any senior leaving or even if things haven't gone their way, wants to leave their final game losing to Northwestern. I don't think one of those players wants that. No, nobody that would. Yeah, so to Dude, think we- that Northwestern wants this Northwestern's playing for the hat. Illinois is playing for the to extend their season and to make sure that their final moment at home as a, as a Illini is not negative. I think there's a lot more to be said. I mean, you know how many times you go back to back bowl games at Illinois? It doesn't happen very often. I mean, it's a chance to leave a legacy for certain players. Yeah. You know, and, and the guys, Dominic, guys like Tom Paddock who bleed orange and blue, right? Who's yeah, blood orange absolutely. and blue. Blood, blood orange exactly. and blue. Exactly. Like I think that. Yeah. That, that's something that's it's to be said. That's a good point, Kevin, is that John Paddock knows this is his final chance to play at Memorial Stadium where his uncle, his grandpa played. You know, that's that's a big deal. Great grandpa. Uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, there's a lot to be said, and I think there's a lot to play for for the team. So, And that's okay that people think differently. A lot There's a lot of negativity, and maybe they'll say it's realism, but I don't believe that's realism. I mean, I think – just because a team a few years ago had that happen, I guess we'll just forget the last two years, right? I mean, 2021 when the team was four and seven, right? They could have just laid it laid down, right? Yeah. Why did the team two years ago have to have to show up and beat up on Northwestern? They didn't. They didn't need to. And they beat the and they beat the dog piss out of them. And we beat the dog piss out of them last year. Sydney Brown outscored Northwestern last year. So, like, I, I don't uh, listen. It's going to be a good game. I mean, they're the Northwestern is going to come in prepared. They're going to come in ready to fight. They're they're going to want to win this game for sure. They're going to want to keep Illinois from going to a bowl game. But um, I think Illinois is a better team. I think it's fl- yep. flat out is Northwestern's one of the, the second worst offense in the Big Ten. Illinois is the third best. Like that's Illinois is going to have to find a way to score, and I think we're going to have to put some pressure on the quarterback and keep. And the same thing, we're going to have to, to control the run game. I think Illinois did a little bit better job against that against Iowa, and then we, we had one play slip on us. Um, but listen, we're not we're not playing Iowa's defense. We're playing a good defense, but we're yeah. not playing Iowa's. Defense. Yeah, there's there's just no there's no comparison. Yeah, they're a good defense, but they're not great. They're not. Uh, but I watched the Purdue. I've watched the Purdue Northwestern game a few times, and uh, some of these other games, and literally what about Wisconsin Maryland defensive wise. So I mean, it's yeah, like. Eh. like no, Purdue literally was in the red zone like six times, and they scored once of one of those times. You know, it's they wouldn't kick field goals. They fumbled one. They threw a pick, and they also had a backup quarterback that's not even anything close to John Paddock. So I'm just saying, I I think Illinois is going to come out on top. We'll we'll get to that um, prediction wise, I guess. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on on that this this week? We'll go ahead and make our picks for the Northwestern Illinois game, and then we'll move on to. Uh, We'll talk a little line eye hoops before we get to fade the deuce. What what do you think? What do you think happens this weekend? The lines, I think, four Illinois favorite by four points. Five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Wow, it's went up from four. It was four yesterday. Yeah. Um, I think Northwestern keeps it close. Um, first half. Um, I think it's gonna be the slow type of game. Good Northwestern defense. I think we try to get our footing, um, kind of get over the the loss at Iowa type deal. 
but I am going to take the Alana here. I'm going to say 24 to 13. Okay. And yeah. um, I'll go. Sorry, 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 Matt. My bad. Oh, no, no problem. Um, but yeah, I think John, John Paddock goes out a winner here. Um, and I, I just think this team is going to have a refuse to lose attitude. I get, like we've talked about this whole show. They've got a lot to play for. Let's go and bring it. Let's, uh, you know, show up. Let's keep playing and, uh, let's extend our season. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking Illinois 24, 13. Yep. All yeah. Right. I'm with you, Matt. This is not a better team than Illinois. Let, let, let's look at some things that happened last week. Yeah, they beat Purdue. Ooh, wow, they beat Purdue. Purdue rushed for 300 yards. Purdue outgained them 443 to 329. Purdue had 21 first downs to 12. I mean, Northwestern had 99 yards rushing on the ground, 2.9 yards per attempt. I, I have no I didn't watch the game, Ryan. You said you did. Obviously, I was tied up with some church. Four, four turnovers to one. So Northwestern got the turnover fairy game. I've well, been I asking for it. In the red zone, they just literally went like this to themselves all game. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm the. We we haven't had the turnover game all year. I mean, we haven't had the game where we have multiple picks and and we won the turnover battle four to one. When do we get to do that? And if we do that, we're going to win this game thirty five to fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. Purdue ran the ball three hundred and three yards on them. I don't think we're going to be able to do that with Reggie Love necessarily and no no additional backups running the ball. But Reggie Love's averaging five yards a carry on the season. Their lead running back averages 3.9. We have a better quarterback. We have a better running back. We have better receivers. We've got a better player on defense than they do. we got the best player on the field, number four. Mm-hmm. We got, we're, being, we're going to be at home. And then we got the one key factor here. I'm kidding about this key factor. It's a joke, guys. Is that this will be my third consecutive Northwestern game? I'm I'm making a tradition in my household that I am going to go to every Illinois Northwestern game I can for the foreseeable future. Gives me a chance to come home, see my family for Thanksgiving. Love it. Love it. We're two zero. We're two zero. The last two. I'll be in attendance. I'm gonna be really loud. Uh, I'm gonna be getting those dudes hype as much as I can because I know our shitty ass fan base won't show up. <laughs> Hey, and you know and so, what? Hey, Nick, Nick, shameless plug though. Anybody got any Colonnade Club or Seventy Seven Club tickets to holler at us? We'd like to. Yeah, real cool. We'd like to. You know, we'll mingle. You know, we'll talk. You know, we'll sign one of your keeping it orange and blue shirts. You know, you know. Yeah, we'll I'd love to take my. I'd love to take my daughters to the game, but I'm sorry, I'll have 40, 42 degrees at kickoff and. 35 by the end of the game ain't gonna really happen with seven and ten year olds. So you get the experience of Illinois basketball Friday night. And if you don't, and if you don't give us those tickets, you're gonna see me and Kev with our shirt off in the horseshoe screaming. So you don't you don't I'm want I'm not that. gonna be in the horseshoe. I'm no. I'm I'm being East Mean dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, West Main, excuse me, West Main. I'll be in the West Main for sure. Okay, Kev. Uh, your prediction. Did you give a score prediction? Sorry. I love I love Matt's twenty. I'm, I'm gonna say twenty seven fourteen, something similar. Okay. I think Illinois. I think Illinois. I think like there's been so many. How close were we to getting a pick six against Deacon Hill last week? So, James, I mean, geez, James, Louise, James Cruz, Cruz, literally like this, right through his and hand. They completed the pass, and they completed the pass. Taz, there was balls thrown behind guys. Like one of these days, that that, that bounce, that break's gonna go our way, and I see it happening on Senior Day on Saturday. So it looks like the line is 47 and a half. They got it as a high scoring game. They got it. I guess they think Illinois is going to win like something like 28, 
24, I mean, 27, 24, something like that, maybe, you know, I, I think yeah, somewhere around, somewhere 20, around there. Yeah. 28. 20, yeah. Anyway, I think, uh, 26, 21, 26, 27, 21 probably is what is, yeah. is what the lines look like. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go 28, 17. I think, uh, I think Illinois is definitely going to be able to move the ball. Like I said, I watched that Purdue game and it was almost crazy. I wonder if, if we, if they put that statistic up about the percentages of a team winning based on those stats, you know, how Illinois, I guess, was it against FAU, yeah. right? They only won yeah. by six, but like they dominated the game. I, I guarantee you Purdue would be up there. I don't see. And that was with a backup who hadn't even played all year. So, um, I, I like Illinois on this one. I think it's, it's not going to be like snowy or rainy, so they should be able to throw the ball. Yes, it's going to be cold, but it's not going to be like 10 degrees. I mean, 38 degrees, 40 degrees is still you can throw the ball around. So I got 28-17. Um, I know there's a lot of people who don't believe in it, but I think this team wants to play another game. So, Yep. <clears throat> now, last night, Illinois, after beating up on Valpo in the second half, took on – a Southern team who, by the way, even though their record was one and two, um, they had beaten UNLV earlier in the year at UNLV. So, mm -hmm. so, and they beat them up by 14. So this isn't a team you can sleep on. Uh, so Illinois, you know, I think Arizona beat them by like 35, but Arizona is so good. Kayla, you know, Boswell's just killing it. I think their the offense dude, is great. That dude's shooting like 60% from deep, uh, Boswell. So that was no surprise. but And then Western Illinois clipped them at home, who is the opponent Friday. So you just couldn't really take them for granted. Super athletic. They just don't have much in the post. So mm -hmm. what Illinois ended up winning the game, 88 – I think it was 88-60, right? Yeah. 88-60. Yeah. to 60. And then um, what we got to see in that first half from Dane Danger was – I, uh, as, as Stephen Bardo calls him, you know, the dancing Russian bear, you know, mm -hmm. it's just a big guy with nimble feet in the pose who can do a lot of things, you know, you're not expecting. It was good to see him get that, those minutes, you know, because Coleman Hawkins is going to be at least sitting out one more game. Um, I think he'll be resting until they play Rutgers December 2nd. Um, but then to me, fingers crossed for Nicolo Moretti because dude was looking guy that guy was looking as Tommy DeVito would say, yes. looking money. He was looking, you know, in fuego. Uh, but he hurt his foot. And, ho and and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Matt, Kev, maybe you know that he wasn't on crutches. He was just in a walking boot right after. That's still kind of hard to decipher. It, it's usually just precautionary more than anything. They like to let the swelling get down. And then first thing today, he probably went straight to the trainer. They got some ice on it, probably did some ultrasound, got right back in that boot. And they're just going to take it day by day. I would say we'd know more here in the next four or five days, um, but it depends on the on the sprain too, if it's high versus low, all that stuff. So, but he was well, looking very good. It was like I know Ty Rogers tries, and that's okay. Ty Rogers turned the ball over literally his first two possessions, trying to like initiate some, some stuff, and it's just not natural to him. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the whole thing about Moretti needing weight to me. I don't really know if that's going to be the case for him to play a good chunk of minutes when he's able to handle uh, the ball and, and uh, you know, set guys up. Like it's a simple fast break looks beautiful when, you know, the guy taking the ball down the court will actually wait till he gets to, you know, the free throw line to pass it off to his, his trailing partner. We haven't had, we haven't always seen that. 
There's been a lot of turnovers. There was way too many turnovers, Kev. What is your what was your take on the game? Even though I thought Terrence Shannon looked like they all it looked like an all there. Um I think it's I think it took a while for Illinois to figure out what the key to win this game was. And the key to win this game for Illinois was to get stops on defense. Uh, and I shouldn't say to win this game, but to win this game handily. We were we were fiddle farting around with them. It was 28 to 24. And then the next thing you know, it's 45-24. They hit a three late at the half to make it 45-27. But we went on that 17-0 run. And a lot of that was Terrence Shannon. I mean, I think he had 12 or 15 of those 17 points. But the reason why we were able to do that is because we got stops, we forced turnovers, and we were able to get up and down the floor. Now, Moretti did absolutely change this, the dynamic of that first half because he was able to actually facilitate the offense with Southern, who really wants to play in passing lanes. And that's what Southern does. Southern probably is in top 15, top 20 in the nation, and turnovers forced. Uh, that's the way that they want to play. But once Illinois realized that, hey, listen, we get stops, we force them into tough shots, we get rebounds. My goodness, we killed the glass. We got 110 rebounds the last two games, by the way. Uh, that that was the way we were able to push the ball and run. Now, Moretti really showed us something. Uh, it was nice to see Guerriere have a good game. This is what this team is going to be, and I think Illinois fans need to have a little, little patience with it. Other than Terrence Shannon putting the ball in the bucket, there's going to be a different guy every night. It's going to be the second or third leading scorer. And uh, Damas didn't really score all that much. Mm -hmm. So Curie chipped in with 10, Dane with 12, Luke Goody hit three threes. I mean, he's got what, 11 in his last three games. Uh, just took a little bit of while for them to find their legs, but that's what this team's going to be all year. And, and Harmon had nine. I was really frustrated with Harmon at point game, uh, but he really yeah. good second half. They did what they had to do. Uh, I know some people are frustrated that we're not ranked. I don't think we deserve to be ranked. You know, you're, you're in the bottom half, of, you're in the bottom quartile of the top 25 and you lose. Some teams are going to move in above you. And now if, if guys were actually rating teams on who they think is where, I mean, do, do people really think that JMU is better than Illinois? I don't think they think that. Uh, but we got a week here. We kind of like you got to you got to figure out some things. You, hopefully you get healthy. Hopefully Terrence is all right. He banged up his hand. Uh, hopefully Coleman is all right. I mean, that's one thing that we're missing a little bit. We handle business without him. Um, listen, the last three halves of basketball were really good. The first half against Valpo was dog shit. And I would have, I don't, I wonder, Matt, I'll ask you this. Yeah. My thought process, a lot of people said Brad Underwood come in there just absolutely steaming, mad, yelling, breaking stuff. Or did he walk in there and not say a word? I mean, have you seen, have you seen both? I've seen both, but I, yeah. I would say, I think with a, uh, I know we got a lot of new pieces, but we have older guys that are more the focal point of our offense, like Coleman mm -hmm. and Terrence Shan Jr., with a team like that, you walk in and you don't have to say much. You shouldn't have to say much. Uh, if if you're screaming and paint's coming off the wall, it's a problem. Um, you you trust your guys. You trust your seniors to go out and do a job, which they did in the second half and got the job done. But I, I think uh, Underwood's done a really good job of not being a maniac on the sidelines. You know, people always watch his demeanor and stuff. You, you'll watch him now. I mean, he might be pissed off, but he'll walk to the end of the bench you know, count down a couple seconds and then come back. And it's not that fiery Brad Underwood we maybe saw in year one or two because he couldn't trust anybody. He was trying to set the tone to build a program. Now he's got the program built. He doesn't have to be that guy that's a maniac. Um, so it's a lot of who you got on your team and can you trust your players? Uh, and I think he can. So I, I think that's what happened. Obviously, I wasn't in there, but that's just my two cents. 
but, but you have you have seen both though. You've seen it where coaches basically is like, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's uh, Gatorade coolers being you know thrown across the room. There's you know the the seats that we got set up. There's uh, you know I've seen Bruce Weber break a clipboard or two. I've seen uh, the whiteboard been punched through, and not saying him, but just in general, yes, I've seen it all. I was about to say Bruce. Okay. No, uh, Bruce, but, is uh, fiery, Bruce is fiery. Like, don't. Like, yeah, know. he is. We, we I, used uh, to have four four clipboards on the bench for him because they were wooden, and he could break those pretty easily. And then we got smart and we started getting like the hard plastic ones, and he couldn't break those as much. He he went through his phases now because because before you got him at um, before you got him at Kansas State. He had that couple of years with Dimitri McCamey and Mike Davis where he tried to like the cold shoulder or the, the I'm not going to look at you or, you know. I remember one time he yelled at Mike Davis so loud. I was at the top of C-section, I swear. This was uh, senior day. It was either 2009 or 10. And they ended up beating Wisconsin in the Big Ten tournament first round, that, like literally the very next game. But they lost to him on senior, and I was at the very top of C-section, and Mike Davis, I guess, didn't box out or something on a rebound. And uh, <clears throat> I heard, like, on the second, I heard at the next pause, he goes, Mike Davis! Oh, yeah. He's like, you promised you'd block out! <laughs> I was just like, what? Like, you know? Uh, I'm going to harken back to Matt's exposure to, to to the best team in Illinois history from a from an overall performance standpoint. As I bet you when you would walk into that locker room, say at halftime at Purdue, I think we, yeah. we might have been trailing at Purdue. I was at that game. Uh, I think it was the only – or Michigan in Ann Arbor when, when, when D basically took the game over with those three steals in the second half. I, I would venture to guess Bruce didn't have to say much to those guys. Didn't have to I say anything at all. Right. And it was those it was those guys talking to each other, right? We, exactly. And we would always meet outside the locker room before going in. And that was the time for the players to talk amongst themselves and figure it out if, if shit was going sideways. And so we'd give them that three, four minutes by themselves. And some of the time we could hear them screaming in there while we're standing right outside, kind of game planning. Hey, what do we need to do better for the second half? And then let's go talk to our team about it. And then we'd walk in and they'd be in each other, you know, not not faces per se, but, you know, just on one another. Like, hey, we got to do this better. And I would say probably 90 percent of the time, everything that they were talking about, we had, were talking about outside. They knew. So um, I, that's the base, best case scenario, obviously. And that's but. and that's why two of those guys are still coaching. And that's why one of those guys was an NBA all star. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, they 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 just had that ability to do that amongst themselves. You know, you? one one you know, one guy was an NBA All Star. The other guy spent a decade in the league, even though he was too short to play his position. And yeah. two guys are coaches. And James Augustine's just too cool to be around basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you uh, were you on the staff when the first year or two that he was there, or after that at Kansas State? I was there. I got there the second year. So I missed the first year when he had Frank Martin's players, but yeah, they weren't. And I heard, there was a, I heard there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes on that. Like, yeah. And I, you Marcus know, I mean, Foster. yeah, well, that was right? my, yeah, that was, was my first year there. We, we recruited him there and came and um, 
but like I heard that the, I forget who that one little the the it was the, Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. Right. It was about money. Like he was like, "Well, I, I'm leaving. I get paid, right?" And Bruce is like, "Excuse me, like, yeah." Um, let's just say there was a reason he went to the University of Miami and didn't stick around in Manhattan, Kansas. Okay, I just wanted to hear that out, out loud because I had heard that under the table like and bruce is just like i don't deal with this excuse me it's <laughs> yeah. like i got bill cole baby for, for Rob, you know i don't care about robbie hummel i ain't paying nobody you know and, and, no. you know what honestly i think that that brad underwood's probably got a little bit of more like bruce in that regard in his style and i i mean i think that roy williams still probably wants to coach college basketball I, I think the NIL stuff is – I think Jim Beheim probably still wants to coach college basketball. Yep. I think the no, NIL no. stuff – Coach K would still, yep. be, would still be there. Yeah, I don't – I think those guys are just – they're just done with this nonsense. I am, and it's going to take a new type of leader to handle it. Yes, and I'm very surprised that Izzo is still coaching, but – You can tell he's yeah. getting to his – you can tell he's getting to his wits end. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway, that was just some fun things. I had always wondered about that little Hernandez thing, so – Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good to know it's true. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, <clears throat> at, now with that said, Western Illinois, uh, then they got Rutgers, big game with Rutgers. December, December is a monster. December yeah. is a monster of a schedule for Illinois. FAU, Rutgers, Missouri, Tennessee, a really good Colgate team. So December yeah. is going to be – December's got some games for Illinois, and it, we're, we're going to – a month from now, a little over a month from now, we're really going to know where this team is, and it's going to uh, be really a, interesting. A Missouri team that lost at home to 0-5 Jackson State, I have to throw in there. Uh, yeah. Jackson State <laughs> beat them on a buzzer beater last they, night. The uh, best 0-5 team in the country because they were the only 0-5 team in the country. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you do that or not, Kevin. I knew you were traveling. Oh, I did. I did. I did. Dennis Gates did make that comment, by the way. He said the best. And somehow they got the number two recruiting class in the country. Yeah, figure oh that. Gosh. All right. Well, so with that said, it's time to move on to the fade the deuce part, and we're going to do that rapid fire. I think you don't want to be on here till ten thirty, but we're going to. Do it accordingly. Well, we can't. We can't talk about Savoy being four and one and one and zero in his locks last week. I mean, we could mm. mention that. We can't. We could mention Matt that. Was four, Matt was four. Matt, what were you? Were you four and one and then zero and one with your lock, right? I think I didn't even know because I was. <laughs> I know I got. Oh, yeah, Matt. I, didn't. I know I got Kansas right. I I missed on uh, Iowa. I took Iowa. I don't, um, I, oh, did you take Iowa? I thought you took Illinois. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. So, okay. we're gonna, you know, with this Thanksgiving week, um, <clears throat> it looks like the Chiefs are trying to blow it at home to the Eagles. Just, just want to mention that. Um, not DVR anymore. Oh my! Don't worry. <laughs> Anywho, it's not over yet. So, uh, we're going to start off with Civil War up in Eugene with Oregon State and Oregon, and this one is still it's there still means something because if Oregon State beats Oregon, I think they're going to go to the Pac-12 championship game. Because they each have, I think this will be the second law. They each have two losses if Oregon State uh, beats Oregon in the Pac-12, and they're going to have the tiebreaker head-to-head. I'm pretty sure that's it, unless you guys can correct me. I'm pretty uh, sure no, Oregon State's got three. Oregon State's got three losses in conference. So they have they're, three they're losses in conference. I thought they had two. All right. Well, I don't think Oregon's just guaranteed to go though if they lose, are they? Yeah, Arizona is six and two. Yeah, that's so. There, there is a very slim outside chance that they could, but I don't, I don't know who would hold the tiebreaker there. But 
Okay. Yeah, they didn't play, so they didn't play each other this year. this year. No, they didn't. I mean, Arizona, Arizona's got a tough one against Arizona State. No, they didn't play. So what's the how's the tie how's the tiebreaker? Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, sorry. So Pac-12 just, smart, they'll put Oregon in it. Or maybe if they're Pac-12 smart, they put Arizona in it. So Washington can go to go to the because uh, let's not sit here and shit on Arizona. They're gonna be a top 14, 15. Hey, let's team. just let, let's just start. Give me the microphone. Oregon minus 13 and a half. They're gonna cover this game in the Civil War. I don't care. This wow. is in Eugene. This is in Eugene, correct? Yeah, right. It is. Like it is. You got you got the Heisman front runner currently. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it should be Jaden Daniels. I don't care what the record is, putting up ridiculous numbers. You got the Heisman favorite right now from a Vegas betting odds standpoint in Bo Nix. You got that explosive offense. You got Eugene. It's a big number to give in a rivalry game. I like the Ducks. Okay. And I'm gonna take the Beavers here um, because of what happened last week against Washington. I think it'd be kind of the same type of game here. And what did I say? I said, put half a mortgage on the under in that game. And that it was, was my lock. There you go. And it was 22 to 20 and the over under was 63. So it didn't even come close. I like Oregon. I think 13 and a half is way too many here. I like Oregon state to keep it close. Oregon wins by 10 to 13 but I think Oregon State with Dennis uh, Martinez, the running back, he uh, is able to control the game, the ground game. They're going to run it. They're going to try to keep the ball out of Bo, Bo Nix's hands. I'm just, I'm, I'm going because they proved to me last week they could do it versus Washington. Give me the Beavers plus 13 and a half. Matt, of course you would take the Beavers. Hey, like Beaver, man, man, it can't, can't, can't resist. Good Beaver. Um, here, here we go. Mississippi, wood, baby. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and you know, Mississippi State is such they're in such shambles. You know, they fire Zach Arnett. Yep. There's a lot of controversy there because he kept he got rid of a lot of staff from Mike Leach and made a lot of people unhappy. He decided he wanted to stick with his guys, it just hasn't worked out. Uh, and you got uh, Ole Miss who's looking to stay in a like a New York in New Year's Six Bowl. Well, yeah. Um, which it's not bad. They're like the Penn State of the SEC. You know, they're never going to really beat the top two, but they're always right there. That's pretty um, good. Yeah. Hey, we would. I'd be okay if Illinois was like that. Yeah, but, absolutely. But we're cool with a bowl game. Um, eleven point favorite. Um, Mississippi State actually snuck in there and beat them last year. Do you think the Egg Bowl is going to be a little bit different this year, Matt? I think it'll be a lot different. Um, like the same reason Kev said for Oregon and their offense. Um, I think Mississippi State is in disarray. I don't think they're a very good football team. I know this is in Starkville. Yes, they have a good defense. I'll give them that um, at times. But they're coming in uh, losers of three straight in the SEC. They played a non-con opponent last week and won, I think, 41-20. So they did get a win under the belt. But three straight uh, SEC losses, I think Ole Miss runs roughshed over them here. Um, I'm thinking like – probably 45 20 here um give me give me the rebs on the road in starkville to keep in a, a new york six bowl all right i wanted to be different than matt and i know on the, our text thread i said mississippi state they're dog shit i mean they're yeah they beat southern miss by 20 yeah they beat mississippi they beat southern miss last week by 21 southern miss is three and eight like that's a that's a bad football team. Kentucky came in there and beat Mississippi State twenty four to three. I yeah. can't do it. Eleven points seem too much for a home team in the Egg Bowl. 
but Mississippi State's doing nothing but laying eggs. Give me old Miss. Here. <laughs> are Are you flipping? I'm flipping. I can't okay. do it. I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. Like they, he was, they, he was thinking about this all day. He's like, Mississippi. Hey, like guys, this is a little bit rushed for all of us. So, like, like they, I can't do it. Old he was like family. travel, like excitement to see family. He's like, I freaking picked Mississippi State. He's like, oh. <laughs> Um, all right, all right. So we're moving on, <clears throat> moving on up to the uh, east side, and we're going to Louisville, Kentucky. So the Governor's Cup, the Governor's Cup. We got a Louisville team that's looking to stay in that mix. Can you believe it? What a job! Top, top nine in the standings. Yeah, Jeff Brom's got his boys like just they're that team waiting if a bunch of people mess up or Louisville's gonna sneak in there, you know. And they got they're, they're playing for the ACC championship game the following week with a with a, without Jordan Travis. Yep. Yeah, without Travis. They could they could take they could end up taking that four spot somehow if they, there's a bunch of things that need to happen, but it, it crazier things have happened. Now, Kentucky, on the other hand, has a big problem because the fans are turned on stoops. Uh, things are ugly. They just lost at South Carolina, who was a four-win team. I think they've got six Kentucky right. They're bowl eligible. Yep. Yeah, th- but they were like ranked in like five and one or something, and then they got beat up by Georgia, and it just went downhill ever since. So, Kev, this is a rivalry game. Do you think Kentucky can maybe sneak in here and and get inside that seven-point number to uh, a Louisville team that's probably looking ahead to the ACC title game? I do. I do, and I think this is just flat out. I believe in the SEC more than I believe in the ACC. I believe that Kentucky, if they were in the in the ACC, they'd probably be an eight and three football team. And this is too many points here. I hate that it's at Louisville, but I'm going to take the number here. Give me the Wildcats to stay within. Like there's something like a third, 28, 24 ball game. I think Louisville probably wins it. I do think Louisville has a little bit of look ahead here. Kentucky isn't playing that well. This is Kentucky Super Bowl, like my guy SDR talk, chimed in there. Um, <coughs> give, give me Kentucky to stay within the number here, but I think Louisville wins. And I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Cardinals here um, at home. I like this because I don't get the hook. Um, so I think uh, close game in the first half, and then I think Louisville pulls uh, pulls away second half. I, I think Kentucky's in a little bit of disarray as well, especially, you know, a lot of lot of chirping. There was even a report today saying that uh, Stoops was going to be fired already. Um, I, I don't think that's happened, but um, I think, um, you know, that they're already in a bowl game. Um, if they maybe had five wins, I would maybe look at Kentucky, but um, give me Louisville. I think, you know, they're top nine in the, in the standings um, and, with an outside chance, especially they see blood in the water with Travis out now. You never know what could happen. I think they're motivated um, and they're at home. So give me give me Louisville Cardinals minus seven. And you know the next game uh, doesn't even. I, I got to be honest. If you're an Auburn fan, like where do you go from here? I mean, okay, so you go from losing at home by seventeen to New Mexico State. Jerry Kittle. Jerry Kittle. Jerry Kittle's got them boys playing. Uh, 17 at home. Goodness gracious. Auburn, you know, they take so much pride in them, their program. And and then what do you get to next week? You get Nick Saban's boys looking to get in that college football playoff, send a message. Um, 
before they take on Georgia, right, in the SEC title game? That's correct. So yes. there's a lot of reason for them to be angry and bitter. And, and, and let me tell you something. No way in hell is Auburn going to do anything about it. So I don't care where the game is played. I don't care if it's played in Auburn. I don't care if it's played in Tuscaloosa. I don't care if it's in the Sugar – you know, the Superdome. don't matter. So with that said, Matt, you think yeah. Auburn can cover 14 and a half? No way in hell. Um, I don't know how you can come back from last week in New Mexico State. It's probably the worst loss in their football history, at least within the last 25 years. Um, I don't know their history very well, but I don't know how you can get any worse than that. Um, And no way. Uh, Alabama is a juggernaut right now. Jalen Monroe, if he would have had his first three games he did anything of real good substance. He was okay, but he wasn't great. He would be a top three in the Heisman uh, conversation because of what he's done the last six, six or seven weeks. So um, they're juggernaut. They're, they're covering this. They're probably going to win. I'm going to say 21 plus um, here. And uh, yeah, g- give me Bama. <laughs> Like Ryan last week, Mexico <laughs> <laughs> State getting your ass with it. How can 14 and a half? Alabama's rolling this one. This is going to be a they're going to beat down. Alabama, right now, in my opinion, is probably the fourth best team in the country. Uh, and I don't know where I put up Michigan and Ohio State in that mix. Like, I don't know where I, where I put the, either of them, but. Oregon might be right there. Like Washington's finding ways to win. SDR chimed in and said he thinks that Oregon's going to smash Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. That might be the case. Um, I think I think Bama Bama might be a real problem for Georgia in a couple. They've seemed like they just all of a sudden have figured it out. And uh, and I think they're going to make a statement here. Milrow is doing all the. He's completing seventy percent of his passes over his last four games. And he's still always a threat to run. And when he runs, he runs like a damn tank. So. I, I, yeah, weird things in the Iron Bowl. I don't like doing it. I think uh, is is this an it's a two thirty game. I know I already went against my favorite thing, a home dog in prime time by taking Mississippi, but give me Auburn minus points. I mean Alabama minus points. Yeah. Okay, well that leads to the game. So we got to go to OSU and Michigan in the big Michigan twenty one seventeen. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Done. Wow, twenty one. So they are going to cover. Okay. Pretty cool. I don't know why. I don't know how. I think Harbaugh not being there on the sideline might hurt a little bit. I think Michigan's the better overall team. I get the better they quarterback. Are. I get the better defense. Um, slightly better defense, maybe. They certainly we, didn't look like it against Maryland. So uh, real quick, though, Kev, since you don't have much to say on the game, do you think both of these teams get into the playoff? No, I think the loser doesn't make it. I, I think that that there's the Oregon-Alabama thing that's staring – Oregon-Alabama-Washington-Florida State things that's staring in the face. I think Florida State could still beat Louisville without Jordan Travis. And I don't th- I don't give a shit if Jordan Travis doesn't play. If they're undefeated, they're, yeah, they're they going to go they lost Yeah, they 100%. You, how are you going to penalize them because he's out? And, and if Oregon beats Washington, you're taking the Oregon team that just beat Washington, my opinion, over the one-loss team in the Big Ten because of the timeliness of the loss. Okay. Yeah, and then whoever Michigan, uh, and then Michigan. I guess it won't matter because the winner of Michigan and Ohio State is going to be undefeated. And they're going to beat up on Iowa, so that doesn't really matter. We'll beat the dog, not Iowa. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, Matt, what you say? What you got? I'm going to take the Wolverines to minus three. Um, you know, ever since this whole 
Spygate debacle came about, you know, they've, you know, Always something with Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, they've taken the approach of we're the uh, victim here and, um, <laughs> yeah, right. America's um, team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's all a joke. Don't get me wrong, but, um, Harbaugh is a good coach in the way of how he motivates them and, and keeps that kind of chip on their shoulder. Um, so, and all the things that Kev mentioned, plus you get the team that controls the ball better than anybody else in the country um, at, on offense. And they just wear you down. Fewest turnovers. They just yeah. don't, yeah, they just don't hurt themselves. They're they, the they never do. Illinois. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They never do. They're going to control the ball the entire game. Um, and they're going to, you know, it's OSU is going to make a mistake or two and it's going to be lights out. Um, I'm not betting against the Wolverines at home here. Um, I'm going to go. That's about right. But I'll, I'll, I'll say 17-13 um, or, you know, 20, I guess 16. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're covering. And in Vegas, I'm not going to the window with this one. I'm just telling you, I'm not. Right. Yeah. I might look at the totals. I think Matt and I are probably both on unders. I think the over under on this one's like 44 and a half or something. I don't. I haven't looked at it. Uh, yeah. But it's not. I'm not going to the window with the, with the side here. I might. I, I, if I was going to do anything, it'd probably be a money line Michigan. Yeah. Um, yeah. STR chimed in. What if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game? And then what, guys? Like we have a whole world of things like. I, I, I wonder. I don't know. I think you, there's a chance both of them can get in. There yeah. is, and I, I, I'm with you. I, th- I think they're a top four college football team right now, the way they're playing. I, I don't see too many teams beating them. Um, maybe Georgia. I They're not beating Ohio State, or Ohio State's not beating them. I don't um, think so either. I, I don't think Michigan could beat them with their with their offense. Maybe, but uh, with Michigan's defense, but – I, don't know, I, I think, think Michigan. I think Michigan's Oregon. good enough if they're when they're healthy. They could definitely, you know, make a dent in there. So, we'll yeah, see. it'll be. Hey, Matt, Matt, we, and, and, and apologies to the fans. Obviously, this was a little bit rushed show. Matt's traveling. I'm traveling. We're trying to put this thing together at last minute a little bit. Uh, Matt, did you happen to see a lock on the board that you like? I haven't even looked, but I can do it real quick. Um, All right, I've got one I want to talk. All right, I'm going to go with a, something I normally never do, and I'm going to go with a double-digit favorite in the National Football League. Okay. The Commanders are terrible. The Commanders are terrible. You cannot stop Tommy DeVito or Justin Fields throwing the ball on you all day. What are you going to do against Dak Prescott and that offense and those weapons and that Dallas defense is going to pick Sam Howell off? Uh, you know, Bland might get another pick six. Like uh, it, it, it is. Uh, Dallas is rolling right now, and there's something special. They got a little bit of magic on Thursday. I think this is actually another one I want to leave. That's kind of fun for the fans or anybody who's watching us tonight. I like Dallas minus the ten and a half against Washington on Thursday. I like, and you know what? A smart man. Oh, and I like Nebraska minus a one point and a half against Iowa. A smart I man picked this Cowboys double digits a week or two ago. I think. And you I, did, yes. I was going to say, I'm following your lead, brother. Um, <clears throat> I got. Uh, let's see. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Matt. I know you're. You probably got something. I know. I'm looking. Um, you can go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, I don't really. I'll just. I'll just throw it in here. I mean, I don't really make the picks. I'm just a. <laughs> just a friendly. <laughs> your friendly neighborhood moderator. But uh, 
I'll say, um, let's see here. Who we got? Uh, who are the, who are the, uh, who are the, oh yeah, the Bears are on Monday night. That's right. It's the Vikings. Bears are on Monday night against the Vikings. I, there's not a spread for that yet. There's no way. There's, uh, no, normally with the NFL is probably waiting for injury reports to come out. Yeah. Uh, no, it's all good. It's all good. I, I agree. Minnesota three and a half. Uh, I'll I'm take. Gonna, I'm going to take uh, Arizona okay. minus okay. eleven and a half versus yep. Arizona State. Oh yeah. I think right. I, I think their offense is going to score. Uh, you know, at least thirty five plus in this game. I Arizona State's been so so bad. They're three and eight. They've got nothing to play for. Um, give me the Arizona's Wildcats. Potential Pac-12 championship game possibilities, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. Like a New Year's Day, New Year's Six Bowl, if not. I mean, like, they are, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Hell of so a job if, by these guys. Even there. though St. Dominic's Rosary is blowing the chat up, I think it's, I think it might be short-circuiting. But I got to <laughs> put Russ, I got to get his comment in here because yes. th- this is the final thought of the day from all three of us. Is uh, I, I want to say this. We watch three college pick'em shows. Us, U.S. Bets, and Bear Bets, because he loves listening to Sammy P., who we've had on the show. You guys are awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate it, Russ. You are definitely – and let's see, there was one other comment I wanted to get in here. Um, Shout out, Russ. I haven't been able to see the comments all night, so thanks for posting. Yeah, I'm trying to put them in here. We get a lot. St. Thomas, Russ actually said nice seeing Matt on the show earlier, too. Nice. Um, So, yeah, we like to have him out here once in a while. But anyway – with that saying, final thought is what are we thankful for? So I'll start off. And uh, Matt, I know you've got a lot to be thankful for this week. I can tell you that. Yes. Uh, and I don't need to tell you that either. So I know I'm not. A, you're not an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I'm thankful for uh, being able to do shows like this, keeping an orange and blue fade to deuce with good friends and guys that I've really become good friends with, Matt. You know, yeah. I didn't know you. But, you know, Kevin raved about you. So I was, I'm glad that we got to know each other and be able to put on things like this for fans that care, you know, and uh, just for obviously for my family, my children, but uh, especially, uh, you know, the line I pro basketball doing good and and Thanksgiving game being meaningful. How about meaningful football? How about meaningful football for Illinois? I'm thankful for that. Unlike two years ago when I froze my tail off (laughs) at Memorial Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, so we're thankful for all the fans. I know that I am. So, uh, Matt, I'll, we're going to let you go last. Kev? <laughs> yeah. Um, I can, all right, so this is going to seem like a dichotomy, a trichotomy, however you want to look at it. But uh, I know I swear a little bit. I know I like to drink some beer, and I know I talk about gambling lines, but I want to say that I'm very thankful for the love of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, first and foremost. Amen. And that's yeah. uh, beautiful. It's something that I'm trying to wear on my sleeve a little bit more uh, because I'm not – I'm not ashamed of it in any situation anyway. And I spent this weekend at a Christian camp being chaperone in high school boys. It was phenomenal. It was a great experience and it puts everything into perspective. This is all just stuff that that's fun for us. And it's it, to, to talk and argue about football. It's just, we're just arguing about entertainment and the real things are real. And I love, and Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because the opportunity of thanks, but how else can you beat food, football, and family? Let's, let's do it. Amen, man. Yep. Well, and yeah, I'll uh, I'll end with um, you know just being very thank- thankful for my fiance and a wedding this Friday, and then a newborn baby boy coming in January. So um, I got a lot to be thankful for there. Starting a family, 
um, and just all the things that go with that and experiences and being a dad for the first time. Um, so I really can't wait. Um, and so definitely thankful for that. And then my mom's going to be here, um, this weekend for the wedding. So just being with her and, um, enjoying that time. Cause I don't get to see her very much. Um, and then I think lastly, just health, because, um, I think a lot of people take health for granted. Um, when you're sick, sometimes you, uh, especially during the holidays, it's just, you might have a family member that might be sick and, you know, it might be the last holiday you spend with them or um, you yourself are sick and you just don't feel like yourself anymore. Um, having my health and being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it is uh, a very beautiful thing. Um, and so enjoy it while you can uh, because it can be gone in, you know, the next 24 hours. So I'll leave you with that. Man, I guarantee people never thought they were going to get this deep and watching keep it <laughs> blue you guys just went to church and you just, you just mm, sprinkle it on them and i love how when all that's going on sean garner he never changed sean garner this all he cares about this is what he's been saying the whole the whole chat <laughs> Illinois should be raped. <laughs> it's like kevin's talking about you know going to the church uh the christian camp and this is sean garner Illinois should be right. <laughs> Hey, I love it. I'll tell I you one them. thing. Maybe they should be, but what with I these, like not. What, with these um, AP polls and stuff, half these writers don't even watch the games. I'm here no. to tell you. Two, they some have other people fill out their bright or their rankings for them, and then three, when the, because they don't watch it, they just look at box scores. And so it, you're not going to get a consistent poll until about a month, month and a half into the season. And I would love that. Hey, uh, could you give this to the, could you give this to my son? Just fill that out for me. Yeah. Just pencil circle in the names. Yeah, it's fine. It, it, trust me, it happens. And, and the coaches do it too, because the coaches ain't got no time for that. I, and I will tell you as a director of ops, I'm not going to name names, but um, I was the designated uh, poll filler out or down. Yeah. During well, you season. don't have to name any names, but we know you've only been on two staff. So, yeah. no, this was, um, well, I'll just <laughs> say it was the top 25 mid major poll. UT so. Martin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I've been, you, at you know Martin. I've been at Southern Illinois, I've been at Northern Illinois. So, okay. 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 Dude, it's, it's, right. it's, 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 it's silly because just like Matt said, you think Tom Izzo is, is worried about whether Illinois is ranked or not? He's worried no. about the next freaking game, dude. He's worried about the scouting report on Abilene Christian or Alcorn State or whoever. And, and they're worried about that. And you know what? Hey, by the way, guys, tipping off right now, UCLA Marquette, best time of the year, man. Let's go. That's right. Yeah. So, and and, and what, what's amazing and fun about this, and, and this is Swami signing out, is, is I've been a dad since I've been 21, and now you are, Matt, what, almost 40? 40, 40? I'm 41. 41, and you're just now starting, let me tell you. Your life's about to change even bigger than you thought because I'll never be a D1 assistant, but let me tell you, I've been a dad, and it's it's the greatest thing you'll ever have. So, oh, that's hey, man, awesome. Dude, nothing better, yeah. nothing better, dude. Nothing okay, better. I can't All right, bro. Hey, congrats. I wish Thank I could you. be there, take some pics, you know. Something. We will. We okay. will. We got them. We're going to post them on the next phase of the deuce. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> hey, Matt, 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 as much as you can, when you go through this experience, it feels like an out of body. Just try and take a deep breath and just live in the moment as much as you possibly can with, with your wedding. And 
And God bless you, man. Kudos yeah. to you and your family. And uh, you got big things in store for you, my brother. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. all. And, uh, and, and we'll probably look at possibly doing a, a championship game picks or something like that. But Fade the Deuce is probably going to go on hi hiatus for a little bit until maybe we get into Big Ten basketball season, see if Matt wants to come pick a game a week or something with us. We'll see what we do. Yeah, that'd be great. We yeah, I mean, if you're down, we can maybe do a championship weekend if you're good. But if not, we can wait till after the new year. Okay, sounds great. All right, we'll talk soon, man. God bless. Okay. Out. I L L. I and I. Illinois beat Northwestern.